All right, so we're live. Let me go. <clears throat> oh, so we shouldn't be, since it's on the right page, it shouldn't be private. So you guys should be all right to share it. All right, guys, come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. We are the fabulous four on tonight. It was supposed to be five, guys. Keep Apostle Kent um, in your prayers. He had an emergency on tonight, guys. So please keep him in your prayers, God. Lift him up from prayer um, on tonight and his family. Um, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' yeah. name. All right, guys. So welcome to the Dope Girls Pray podcast. We're not going to hold you guys. We're not going to delay it. Um, I'm your host, Kamisha H. And tonight we have three lovely ladies. We have Prophetess Pastor Kamisha Jenkins. We have Minister Paula and we have Apostle Joanna. You guys are not not familiar with Joanna and Paula, but we welcome Pastor Kamisha um, onto the podcast, the Dope Girls Pray podcast, guys. And we are so excited from the feedback that we got the last time on the identity crisis is over. You guys had gave me some overwhelming feedback. Um, just the inboxes, the mm -hmm. overflow. God had his way. And on tonight, the Lord had unctioned us to do it again. And he said to call it volume two. So we came back again to do it again. We're going to cover a little bit different, more things this time. Um, go in a little bit more detail, basically, of how to really go through the I healing process. Um, and that's what we're going to really go over on tonight, guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Share, share, share. Invite, invite, invite. Start your watch parties because mm -hmm. the freedom is happening on tonight. The Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yes. Freedom Amen. is happening on tonight mm -hmm. in Jesus' yes. name. Not because mm -hmm. we say mm -hmm. so, but because the Lord says so. And all we need you to do is just give God your yes. Just tell him that you want to be free. And that's the Bible says who the sun mm -hmm. sets free is free indeed. Yes. All he needs you to do is call on him. Call on yes. him. Not call on us. Not call on your favorite pastor, your favorite prophet. Call on <laughs> Jesus. The name of Jesus. Yes. That's who it's from. We're just the vessels. We're just the willing vessels who dedicated our lives to be assisting you guys on tonight to help walk you through the process. <laughs> but you have to want it. I don't know why the unction to say this with the Holy Ghost, but you have to mm -hmm. want it. Deliverance mm -hmm. starts with self. You have yes. to literally say out of your mouth, testify and say out of your mouth, God, I want to be free. And you have to call those things as if they were. Call them out. I want to yeah. be free from perversion. I want to be free exactly. from homosexuality. I want to be free from lying. I want to be free from being a robber. You have to call those things out. Yes. All God needs you to do is say, yes, Lord, I'm ready mm -hmm. to be free. He comes right in. Mm -hmm. Right in, right in, right in. So for those people who maybe not really have the, the knowledge base of how it works. This is what this podcast is for, just to be informative, to, to help you guys, um, to educate you guys. The Bible says my people perish from a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the vision of this podcast to really to inform people um, and to unite as well, to come together, all walks of faith, you know, all forms of life, women and men. Yes, it says dope girls pray, but it's not. that's just the name the Lord gave, but it's for everybody. It's 
it's for everybody. So we got mm-hmm. out. You guys, I just hope you enjoy it. Never lose my tongue on tonight. <laughs> I thank you guys for taking your time out and just coming in. You could be anywhere, but you decided to join the tune with us today. And the speakers, I thank you guys so much as well for taking time out of your busy schedules um, to come in. So you guys can formally just introduce yourself. We'll start with you, Pastor Kadisha, since this is your first time here. And then Paul and then Apostle Joanna. Well, hello, everyone. I am Pastor Kadisha. Um, I am from Columbia, South Carolina, um, located here in Columbia, South Carolina, pastoring here now for four years with my husband. Can you guys hear? Yeah. Okay. Pastoring here. Four years now with my husband, three children, just turned 37 two weeks ago. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. So definitely I'm excited to be on tonight. I'm honored. And I just believe that this is definitely a divine time for the topic that you have to be spoken on because of what's taking place in the world. Mm -hmm. So many need to know who they are identity-wise so they know how to fight and how to win even in a pandemic. So I I am grateful to be on tonight. Amen, amen. Amen. Go ahead, Paula. Girl, all I'm gonna say is you're preaching good because I can't hear you. (laughs) You can't hear? Can't hear. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can, can hear you. Can you hear me? I know. I can. Can she wow, hear me? Hold on. Let me. I see. hear. Uh, Everybody can. Hear me. can... Hold on one hmm. second. Can you hear us now? Hold on. Can you hear, I hear us now, all Paula? of you? Can you say hello? Hello. Hello. I can hear Joanna. Okay. Yes. Say hello. Okay, Hello. perfect. Yes. All, All right. right. So yeah, sometimes they happen. So I took you out and brought you back in. So amen. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'm Paula Josh, and I'm a speaker writer for the Lord. And I just have a passion to help people understand healing and deliverance and that they can walk mm-hmm. into freedom. I'm a happily married mom of four and I got two grandkids. So Oh, amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Apostle Joanna Beck, and I have Joanna Beck Ministries located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're a full-time ministry for deliverance, healing, and calling the body of Christ back to repentance and, you know, other non-believers just to repentance in general. I am happily married and have four daughters. (laughs) Amen. 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 So again, I thank you, lovely lady, for joining us um, today and just speaking on this topic and being Mm -hmm. one of the vessels. Um, I really appreciated the Lord. I know he appreciated because you gave God your yes. I always tell people, you didn't give me your yes, you gave God your yes, because it's always spirit-led for the people that I ask. So we're just going to dive right in. We're not going to delay um, what we have come to do or what the Lord is trying to do on tonight. And so, guys, again, the topic is for all of the viewers Mm -hmm. is the identity crisis Mm -hmm. is over. It's over. Mm -hmm. Volume two. This is the second edition. This is part two to part one. If you did not see part one, you need to go back. There's they're, they're stream live and the videos are posted um, either on the Facebook page. Um, and now, guys, we're going to be streaming from the Dope Girls Pray like page. We're not going to be doing it from my personal page um, anymore. We're going to be doing it from the like page, the Dope Girls Pray podcast. So if this is your first time tuning in, please like that page so that you can stay up to date and stay 
stay current. You can see everything. And then we stream um on YouTube live as well. And the name is the same Dope Girls Pray podcast. So you can always catch the replays and the audios as well is on the different platforms, Apple, Anchor, and Spotify. All right. So that's for those maybe their first time joining. And I don't normally announce it, but I don't know why mm-hmm. I felt led to do it, but it, mm-hmm. it had to be said. So you guys can find mm-hmm. it because you guys really need to, before you can understand what part two is about, you have to understand part one. You got to go back and listen. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to just dive right in, ladies, to the questions. Everybody, you know, we just chime in. It's a dialogue. We just take our time um, and take turns. So the first question is, um, well, it's like a saying, stop putting band-aids over open wounds. But why should we not do this? Why should we not put band-aids over open wounds? <laughs> so anybody can just start. <laughs> because what we bury alive is going to constantly affect us. Mm-hmm. And so what we bury, al- bury alive and what we allow to stay hidden, it'll manifest in different ways. It'll come out in sickness. It'll come out in bitterness. It'll come out in relationships. It'll come out in the way that we parent. It'll come out in our finances. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just one of my biggest sayings is that what we bury alive, it'll always affect us. And what I see with people that I've counseled and people that I mentor, you know, when they're like, well, they have all this trauma, let's say from years ago, childhood trauma, let's say sexual abuse, they say, well, that was a long time ago, why would I need to go back in the past? And why would I need to look at that? But what they don't realize is that it will affect their everyday life. And people don't understand that things get attached to us, even when we're in the mother's womb, if, if we were abandoned, if we were rejection, if there was rejection, if words were spoken over us, these word curses need to be broken off of us. You know, um, the rejection in our heart, the abandonment, it needs to be healed or else we're always going to be operating out of that. And tonight we're talking about identity crisis. You would never be able to walk in that full identity until we address those things that are still affecting us. But yeah. a lot of times people are walking around, you can say the bandaid on, or they're just walking around being a survival. They're in survival yeah. mode, surviving. Yeah. And what, what surviving is you're, you're literally just getting by when God actually wants you to be thriving. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're never going to have problems because in life we, you will, but there's just a difference of being when you're constantly pulled down by this weight yeah. and knowing that you're healed and who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes time and it takes work and people don't, want to go that route most yeah. of the time. Yeah. I think another thing is too, is that band-aids are a quick fix. Band-aids mm-hmm. are to stop the bleeding immediately. And the second you pull that band-aid off and that, that wound is not healed, then you're going to bleed all over everybody around you. Yeah. So the people that didn't cause you hurt, the people that, that, that didn't give you that wound are then going to feel the effects of what that bleeding, that, that pain, that hurt, that, you know, anything that you're dealing with from that, then they will feel all of that. So that's why we do, we don't want to put it, we don't want a quick fix. We want Mm -hmm. the full healing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. of course. And I'll say, I'll say this, um, when I think about it, uh, a band-aid first what, what I've been dealing with with our my mentorship I've been dealing with just yesterday we're talking about um, well two days ago we're talking about inner healing and we have to understand that 
anytime we're dealing with deliverance or we're dealing with healing ministries, there's there, there has to be a deliverance from what you're dealing with, but then there has to be an inner healing. You cannot just let allow someone to be delivered and 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 we say they're set free because whatever they had to been delivered from had to been something they dealt with traumatic or some type of yeah. trauma inwardly. So when you think about putting a band-aid over an open sore, all you doing is covering up the surface. And yeah. healing takes place from the inside out. And one of the things that 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 I, I've learned in in like my nursing classes um, is you you don't cover up a, a wound immediately with a bandage because what it does is it keeps it moist and it keeps yep. it wet. And what yep. happens, the sore from the, the healing starts from the inside. And what it does is it causes your veins to begin to come together to mm -hmm. put a covering over itself so that it now builds this hard surface that now yeah. able to heal from the inside. And so what I found out is that if we begin to cover up the things that we're dealing with or put a bandage over something that, that hasn't been healed, then we cover up the access that God needs to now go yeah. inwardly and begin to heal and allow him to cover us so that what's going on on the inside is being taken care of. So you never put a bandage or you never try to cover up what you're going through. You have to open up. You have to do inner healing. You have to talk about those things or get some type of counseling so that what's on the inside can keep you completely delivered because there has to be two processes. Yeah. I'm delivered and I get my freedom by, you know, through deliverance ministries, you know, there, there's, there, there's a purging or, or a confession of getting rid of what yeah. you're going through, but then there has to be a inner healing. Somebody needs to know what's mm -hmm. going on inside. Why, why was there a root there to even cause you to be bound in that area? So yeah. it has to be okay. healing from the inside. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, and it makes you a runner too. When you keep putting that bandaid, you know, over something that's open you'll be a runner and you don't even realize like what you're doing. And sometimes people do, they know what they're doing, but they just want to run because let's call it what it is. People don't want to face it. Yeah. Um, they don't want to yeah. face it. And so it's mm -hmm. like makeup, you know, they'll mm -hmm. put the makeup on, you know, daily to, to cover up the imperfections, you know, because they don't want to face this is who I naturally am or they try to put on the facade. And so the thing is when we do that, we never heal. Mm -hmm. We never heal when yeah. we just try to keep covering up and keep covering up mm -hmm. and keep covering up and not even speak. I'm, I'm very transparent on this podcast. Even like I could say when I practice Islam for the 13 years, because the Lord just brought it to me when I said the covering up and the covering up, that was with the garment. It was like I kept covering and covering and covering. And I thought, you know, this garment was was it was like, hmm, how can I say this? It was. It was, it, it, I'm going to say it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It was covering up my imperfect, like not, not uh, the things that wasn't perfect. That's what it was doing. Because when I put it on, I felt perfect. If that made any sense. I felt yeah. righteous. I felt religious. I felt pious. You know, I felt like I was doing the right thing. I felt yeah. like, you know, that I was better than people that didn't cover because that's the mindset you get when you put on the garment. But when I took it off, I was empty. Mm -hmm. So I only mm -hmm. felt, you know, uplifted when I had it on. But when I took it off, it was like, OK, what now? What's next? What's mm -hmm. next? And mm -hmm. so literally, 
that's literally how a band-aid is. You know, mm -hmm. we just we just put it on, we put it on. And like you said, Pastor Kadisha, we never heal. You can't heal. And we all seen it. That's how, that we all know once upon a time we all put a band-aid on too soon. Or when you put a band-aid on and, and then it's wet and it never heals. It's it's the same thing as the, the mm -hmm. spirit that 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 sits and they like become ancient. They become ancient mm -hmm. demons, literally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people sit with these spirits for years. Mm -hmm for mm -hmm. years literally and like Paula mm -hmm. said it ends up making us sick and yeah. everything else and it messes up a lot of things it messes up a lot of things mm -hmm. um i ain't gonna go too deep just yet we're gonna move on to the Kamisha, next I, i'm uh -huh. just I, we can go forth but i'm just letting you know i'm still not i'm still not hearing her it just stopped oh. all of a sudden when she was talking again that's it like enemy. i didn't hear i didn't hear anything she said so but oh we can goodness. still go and piggyback that's fine right um, right right hold on I, let me i want to Go ahead and try Go ahead. something, and then I was going to yeah, say something. Yeah, let me see something. Okay. This is the enemy. Yes. So we plead the blood of Jesus. Yeah. All right. Say hello. Can you hear us? Hello. Can you hear me? Say hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Let's just go for it. Let's just go yeah, for it. Yeah, that's the enemy. So. It's a you know, too, though, let's say that we have a loved one, you know, drinking or using and um, they're in their addiction. A lot of times, too, we, we're so focused on healing them and getting them free because it causes us pain, too. And, uh, you know, the thing that I want to say the most is we're afraid to feel our pain because we almost feel mm -hmm. like it's going to kill us. But it's not that's the pain good. that's going to kill us, but it's it's the behaviors of the eating disorder, the addiction and the, the sexual sin that we're in that's what's going to literally make you sick or the stress mm -hmm. you know but you know i wrote this in in one of my devotions um is that if we had surgery we're going to stay laid up for six to eight weeks we take care of ourselves, right and that's how it is with the healing process like why we won't do the emotional healing part like we will for a physical when we're forced mm -hmm. to you know but man if you just if you go through that season, whether it take you one to five years, you know, or else you're going to like some people like, you know, my father who died in an alcoholic and a drug addict, he died that way, never yeah. dealing with that childhood trauma. And so it's like, do you want to spend a few years like really working on yourself and changing your environment and letting some people go so you can get the help that you need? Or do you want to stay stuck? Because what yeah. happens is you're watching somebody's life and you're like, well, how did she write that book? How, how did she get that job? How did she go there? Well, you didn't see mm -hmm. the work I did right. 15 years before that. Right. You know? It's true. It's true. And let me tell you something about my daddy, because my dad is, is he's the one that time is in his hands literally and i'm and i feel i feel the holy ghost because this needs to be said because somebody on this live is is, is thanking what you said like it's and you said like you know sometimes it takes years i serve the lord that he can do things in 24 hours mm -hmm. yeah. I, i've seen him do it and i can speak Amen. for myself when i decided that i really was taking my call seriously there was like two things that I was like really struggling with. And one of them was alcohol. Like I wasn't an alcoholic, but I like to drink. I like to have a drink mm -hmm. once in a while. And when I decided to take my call seriously, I said, God, I don't want to drink no more. Mm -hmm. Literally mm -hmm. 24 hours. The Lord took Come it from on. me. I have not had a desire. Jesus. I Amen. have not had a Amen. desire. So yeah. we serve a God that when you truly want to be yeah. free, because the thing is, the mm -hmm. Lord knows 
when mm-hmm. we want to be free or when we just like, okay, God, I think I mm-hmm. want to be free. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. But when you truly go to him and, and, and that's because the Lord, see, this is the thing. We can't fool God. Mm-hmm. As right. much as we fool people, mm-hmm. we can't fool God. We can mm-hmm. fool our pastors sometimes. Mm-hmm. We could fool, mm-hmm. you know, the people in our church. We could fool the people on our job. We could fool our neighbors. We can even fool mm-hmm. our spouses sometimes mm-hmm. if they can't really see. But we mm-hmm. can't fool God. We can't fool mm-hmm. God. So even when we come to him and we say, okay, God, I want to be free. If that's not really our mm-hmm. heart desire, mm-hmm. he knows it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows mm-hmm. it because there's mm-hmm. no way that you go and you say, God, I want to be free. He's not going to do it. Come no, on. that's not how God works. That's not how he works. Mm-hmm. And so we serve a God that it doesn't take him years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. take him years. Mm-hmm. It won't mm-hmm. even take him days if you want it. Mm-hmm. I serve a God and I, I'm a mm-hmm. day serving mm-hmm. God too, but I serve a God. I've seen mm-hmm. him do it in 24 mm-hmm. hours, mm-hmm. 24 mm-hmm. hours, literally, mm-hmm. literally 24 mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm, so the next mm-hmm. question is, um, nursing wounds back to health. You know, why is this important? You know, and, and how do we do this? Nursing wounds back to health. So we mm-hmm. already talked about the Band-Aid. We talked about why mm-hmm. it's not good, you know, to put it on. So now we're going to talk about why it's good that we're supposed to, to nurse the wound back to health. How do mm-hmm. we do this? So there's different levels of, of, of nursing, just like with a nurse in a hospital. There's, there's different checks. <laughs> things that she's going to go over your for I'll touch base on the first one of nursing your wounds back to health is forgiveness. You need to forgive not only yourself Mm -hmm. for, for how you have responded and reacted to the trauma that happened to you, but you also need to forgive the person that traumatized you, the person that wounded you, the person that, that left you molested you, anything. You need to forgive that person and surrender that person to God. There's um, a good yeah. a good friend of mine. She's a psychologist, a Christian psychologist, and she walks through the, ste- the steps. And when we were talking deliverance and getting people free and stuff, we had discussed one of the major steps that she does is um, you need to take, like you're standing in a courtroom and you're in the throne room, God's courtroom, with that person that hurts you standing right in front of God. And you say, Lord, please forgive them for what they've done to me. That is where your freedom starts and you're, and you're nursing. That's like the first step Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. forgiveness, Mm -hmm. forgiving yourself and forgiving that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and, and I kind of have like a little different approach with that. And that's so funny. You said, I put for, I put forgiveness, self-forgiveness and compassion. That, that's what I had too. But my belief system is, is I think we all have a different way that we have to heal. And because I was abandoned and rejected by both my parents and there was a lot of abuse and addiction, I actually had to get angry for what happened to me. And, and, and I just, mm-hmm. I needed to get angry because I believe God, I mean, Jesus got angry and flip the table. I mean, he yeah. gave us those emotions, you know? So I had to get angry first at the people who hurt me. And then I actually had to grieve the loss of what was. And yeah. that helped me get to a place of forgiving them and then self-forgiveness. Because I had to get to that self-forgiveness because and there was a lot of patterns that I was stuck in and survival mechanisms because I had all those wounds because I was wounded. And so when you are, um, nurturing yourself those wounds back there has got to be i put a lot 
of self-forgiveness and self-compassion because change will not take place until you have that self-compassion and self-forgiveness mm-hmm. towards yourself. And the scripture I wrote next to that was Proverbs 24, 16, for the righteous man may fall seven times, but they rise again. Because you know what? It may be a process over and over that you have to go to. And I'm, and, and we know that God can raise the dead. We know that God can heal you like this and for you. But we do also need to be realistic that sometimes the process can take a little bit, you know, yeah. of working through some stuff with the therapist. Yeah. 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 Um, and and my my approach, because uh, growing up, I was molested by a family member. And so I went through a lot of uh, different situations in my life, uh, having children um, in, out of wedlock early. And, and, you know, the way I grew up, I grew up in church. So I was a, a PK kid, grew up in the church and and, and growing up in ministry. And getting pregnant out of wedlock, you know, it was shun off, push away. So then there was rejection because we have to understand, first and foremost, when we're dealing with deliverance and we're dealing with healing and trying to get over different things, as as, as a nurse would do, they have to diagnose first. Yeah. We, we got to find yeah. out what's going on to even give a diagnosis of what is taking place. And so at that time, we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So yeah. once we're exposed to certain things, we've got to know what spirits are attached to the things that we dealt with. And with molestation and different things like that, it comes with the the spirit of perversion and all of these different things. So now the spirit of perversion is now in me. And now I'm having sex out of wedlock and I'm, I'm, doing this and doing that. And then rejection is here because now I'm rejected by the family because now I'm having children and so many things are taking place. And so what I had to do to get healed was I really had to sit down and examine myself and I had to study the word. Yes, I had to forgive. I had to forgive the person who did it. I had to let go because I got married, you know, rushing to hurry up and get married. I've got kids because I'm trying not to have the statistic, the name of uh, having children out of wedlock. So rushing, hurrying up to get married to please everybody, to make myself look good before everybody, that I wasn't healing in the manner that I needed to. And so getting married, dealing with the brokenness still, still dealing with that that perversion and all these different types of things. And then I had to really, really sit down one day and say, you know what? I've got to study myself. I I have to study me now because I was getting to a place where identity crisis was coming. Who am I? I, This person prophesied and said, you're you're, you're going to be a prophet. You operate in the fivefold. You're going to do this in ministry. You're going to do that. But when you're broken and you've been hurt by people, you you really don't know who you are. You're just trying to find, fill places Mm -hmm. and trying to figure it out. So one day what took took me to the place of healing was I just had to sit down and really study the word and pray. I went on a fast. And when I went on that fast, I fasted and I told God, I said, God, whatever is in me, that's not of you, whatever I have going on, God, show me me, let me identify. And that's what drew me more into deliverance and healing and and, and warring and and doing this because I knew something was going on in me that I needed to figure out how to get rid of. And so once I begin to dissect the word and begin to study warfare and and, 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 and deliverance and healing and spiritual things was when I finally got to the place where I could forgive because I couldn't yeah. forgive unless I know what I was doing or what I was dealing with. I could not forgive. I, I had to be honest. I couldn't forgive because I was too busy looking for them to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. I had to get me straight through fasting and praying and get myself and understand what I was dealing with was when I could finally forgive them whether or not I got that I'm sorry or not. Yeah. I was able yeah. to forgive because I had to I had to dissect and find out exactly what am I dealing with and what's going on. It Amen. it took it yeah. took me warring through prayer. Amen. Yeah. And and it's so true because and I'll give an example of literally like what I went through with with, with what you just said literally because <clears throat> in my my second marriage I was married two times. I was married Islamically um you know, for eight years, I had three kids with my, my first ex-husband. And then I was married, um, and we were married legally too, but I was married legally the Christian way as a Christian um, to my ex-husband. And so literally I called that season because everything started off so good. And then at the end of it, when the Lord was taking me out of it and he was starting to, to prove me for the process. And I didn't know this at that time. I didn't know like this was all for purpose. I didn't know that. And so literally, um, I remember when I, I went through this process and people, a lot of people know about this because I was very transparent about, you know, this process of my life. And I called it my Job season. I called it my Job season because I lost everything Amen. everything and and to be honest it was all because of him i gotta say it yeah you know it, it was his fault that i did lose everything i'll be honest and i tried to save you know everything and the lord said stop stop you know stop because i was trying to save the house and i because i was paying everything on my own and and this isn't to bash him this is just for my freedom you know that i'm talking about this and so literally um at this time, the Lord was trying to, to build my relationship with him. He was trying to get Kamisha in a place, you know, outside of a man, you know, because I too, Kamisha, and I talked about this as well. I was molested at eight years old. And so from eight years old, you know, and, and growing up, different things, spirits had came, you know, came and went, came back again and went, came and went. And so I never went through no deliverance process, you know, I didn't, and I knew a little bit about deliverance, like when I had, um, when I turned like 18, but by the time I turned 18 and I be, went to 19, I was already in Islam. And so everything that was there before just only carried over, but see, let me mm -hmm. tell you something about that religion, because that religion itself is, is demonic. And I'm just going to say it because it is, it's demonic. And so literally the Lord said to me, this is why none of the spirits that was in you never manifested and attacked you because you were with them. You were operating mm. with them mm. because I thought about it. And I said, mm. you know, the whole time that I was practicing Islam, I said, I never had a, like a, a, a spiritual attack. Like I was never in warfare mm. for 13 years. Like I was at, uh, in my mind, I was at peace. But that was because I was working with the enemy. I just didn't know it because that spirit of bondage is what keeps the blindfolds on and you, mm -hmm. you can't see and you can't hear. And so literally, and I got to talk about this because the Holy Spirit is leading me to talk about this mm -hmm. part. I remember because a lot of people don't really know how I came out of Islam. A lot of people know that I was like a practicing Muslim, like to the point you couldn't see nothing but my eyes. And sometimes you couldn't see that. You know, I I literally practiced this religion. Like it was a lifestyle. The same way I practiced Christianity and love God. It, it was a life 
style. This was who I was. This was Kamisha, you know? And so literally I remember one day I was in my, I was sleeping. And at this time, the Lord was sending people to, to help like with bringing me out of the sun. But I didn't know that was what was going on at that time. I just knew I was having a lot of encounters with like Christians that was just ministering to me. And I'm like, what is going on? But I, I wasn't putting two and two together. And so literally I was sleeping one night and there was a demon that was attacking me in my sleep. I haven't had this happen to me since I was like maybe 14 years old, 16 years old. And so this was like, okay, where the heck did this come from? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I've been practicing this religion and I've been on the, the straight and narrow. So why would a spirit be attacking me? You know, I, I recite the things that I'm supposed to recite. I say the prayers that I'm supposed to pray to protect me from these type of things from happening. So how is this happening? Why is this happening? And so literally I'm in my sleep and I hear the Holy Spirit saying at the time, I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit, but I heard a voice say, say the blood of Jesus. And I said, yeah. I'm not saying that. Mind you, I'm a Muslim. I'm like, I'm not saying that. Even in my sleep, I'm fighting against it. I'm so brainwashed and, and, and manipulated. Even in my sleep, I'm like thinking I'm committing to sin. I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm a Muslim. I can't say that. And so literally, this, this spirit would not let me go. And I was I was reciting. You hear me? When I say I was reciting everything that was supposed to work, every Quranic verse, every uh, <laughs> uh, supplication that were like known things in a religion that was supposed to work, nothing wasn't working. And so the, the, the voice said it again, so calm. It said, mm -hmm. trust me, say the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know what? I didn't try everything. And I still was kind of like, you know, like kind of still didn't want to say it. But I said, I tried everything and I just need this thing mm -hmm. to let me go. And I said it with hesitation and I said it as if like I thought people were going to hear me. And I said, the blood of Jesus. And it let me go. Come on. And when I woke up, it made me question everything that I had believed for 13 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Everything that the Lord had to put me to sleep mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. my attention. Wow. Literally, because mm -hmm. you know, when you're asleep, that's oh, when wow. real stuff can't operate. Yeah. Operate things can't really operate when you're sleeping, you know, because there's no movement. You know, you're 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 like it's like you're not dead, but you are dead when you when you go to sleep. Yeah. It's the only thing that's really alive is the spirit. That's the only thing. Exactly. And so the Lord had to literally put me to sleep for me to really see who He was and to really wow. see what I was mm -hmm. in. Literally, 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 literally. And mm -hmm. so I said, okay, so now I'm coming out. So back to what I, what I had to say, because we're not going to go off about the freedom part, because literally that's what I had to do. I was so angry after that, that, that marriage, you know, um, and, and why it didn't work and the things that he did. And I'm like, you know, why is he being set down and why is they still letting him do this and X, Y, and Z, why he's not being punished, why he's not being punished. And I just felt like, you know, I lost, I lost, I lost. And, and, and the Lord said to me one day, and it took me three years, y'all, three years, three years for me to get to the place where I was like starting to be okay. And I remember the Lord said to me, Kamisha, you have to release yourself from him. You have to release yourself from him because that stuff is so tied. It's soul ties. And this mm -hmm. is something that people don't, we strayed away from talking about anymore. And mm -hmm. people are trying to figure out why they're stuck on places and things. It's soul mm -hmm. ties. And soul ties is not mm -hmm. always sex. Come on, we're going to 
say it. Amen. Soul ties are not right. always sex because some people think, you know, with soul ties is your sex. No, anything your soul is tied to. That's yeah. why, God, I thank you. Anything your soul is tied to, that's a soul tie. Mm -hmm. And I was still tied to him, even though we was not together. We didn't have intercourse mm -hmm. after that. We were still married legally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, we never talked, no anything. We was just separated. And so literally the Lord said to me, he said, Kamisha, you have to release yourself. I had to open up my mouth. Mm -hmm. and release myself from the bondage from every principality that was trying to keep me bound everything and when I did that that's when literally deliverance started to happen it yeah. started to happen and like Paula said it was the therapy that helped me because I was yeah. being really transparent right now I, I remember when we were like at the end of the marriage and he wasn't paying bills and he was mismanaging money and I became angry and he said something to me that was very, very offensive. And I slapped him with a belt on his leg and he called the cops on me. They locked me up. They locked me up. And I've never talked about this, but I'm going to get my deliverance on today. I never talked about this. And I, I got locked up for like, it was like an hour or whatever. And so literally, you know, I ended up, I had to go to court. He even came and testified against me and everything. You hear me? My own husband came and testified against me, even though he was in the wrong. But in my mind, I'm just like, you know, I, I cannot, you talk, honey, you talk about Job at his best. I was Job at his best. I just couldn't believe it. And so I had to go to therapy because they said I had to go for anger management and stuff just for me one time, like, you know, just back, like back, uh, like just blacking out, you know, because you, we, we, it's like a buildup. It's like soda. You shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. And as soon as you open it, it explodes. And I was trying to be such a good wife, not speak, not say nothing, you know, just, just let him do what he needed to do, go through his own process and be quiet. And that's a bad thing. I don't know why the Lord is having me say this, but that's a bad thing. You have to talk, you have to learn how to communicate and express your feelings. And so literally, when I went to therapy, I remember um, I was like angry that I had to go to therapy. I'm like, why mm -hmm. am I here? I was on probation for a year. Do you hear me? All because of this. I was on probation for a year and they made me go to therapy for a whole year. And every time that I went, I was so upset. I didn't want to really talk to this guy. I didn't really want to do none of that because <laughs> in my mind, I kept saying, why am I here? Why mm -hmm. am I here? And so mm -hmm. literally as a therapist, you know, he, he, he talked to me and I found myself like ministering to him sometimes, you know, and he was like Vietnamese. He was Asian descent. He didn't even believe in God. By the time we left, honey, he did. He believed in Jesus because I didn't Jesus him to death. And I remember, you know, when we got to the exit inter interview and he said, we're going to just practice and do the mock trial. We're going to talk you know, about, you know, the, the questions and, and X, Y, and Z to the fourth of it. This is just practice fun because the director had to, you know, basically um, confirm or approve for me to leave the program. And so I said, okay, this is a piece of cake. I can talk well, you know, I'm gonna get out of here with flying colors. Honey, the Lord got me because he asked a question and he said to me, how did you get here? And the Lord just started showing me my whole life. And I said this because I went back even down to my childhood. I went back and I said, and I started crying. That was the first time that I cried in therapy. I didn't cry the whole time because I said, Kamisha, how did you put yourself 
in this situation? How did you get yourself here? How did you destroy yourself that bad? How did you allow all of these principalities to operate in your life? How did you, how did you, how did you? And that's literally what we're doing because we give the enemy so much access and we don't understand we have authority. He has yeah. no authority. He has power, but he has no authority. Amen. He has no, he has to get, he has to get permission. Read your Bible. What did he say in Job? What did the Lord say in Job when the enemy came to, to test him? And the Lord said, you could do anything. Yeah, first of all, he had to get permission. But the second thing, the Lord said, you could do anything to his body, but don't touch his life. He had yeah. to get permission. And the thing is, the Bible says that my people perish from a lack of knowledge. We are so ignorant. We are so ignorant. We don't study. We do not study and even if we don't study we don't listen to the people of knowledge and i'm not saying us mm -hmm. we're not anybody mm -hmm. but even our mm -hmm. leaders you know the people yeah. that have studied for years and it, and it could be us because sometimes some people are just relatable some people mm -hmm. are just relatable you know when right. even all of this that's going on right now is for such a time as this when the lord released mm -hmm. to me last year we're gonna go back to the question because i'm gonna stay on topic when he said i'm releasing a new sound and I, and I said it's the last podcast. He said, because preaching heaven and hell isn't working anymore. And what needs to be ministered to are the people's hearts. We are in a time that we've been in a time where people will not set foot in the church. Some people don't think that they're going to heaven and they declare and decree that they're going to hell. We see mm -hmm, it every mm -hmm, day. Mm -hmm. And so these type of platforms that we're using, and it's not even a platform, but these, these type of outreaches that we're using mm -hmm. is to help mm -hmm. people because, and it's so beneficial. And I say this and I pray that people that are doing this in this season, don't stop. Don't stop because they're, oh God, I don't know why you having me say this. Don't stop because they're opening up the churches because there's so many people that will not set foot in the church. Mm -hmm. Not right away, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Not right now. Don't stop. If you're doing something online, doing it virtual, continue. Even if it if it if it's something that's going to take extra time out of your day for an hour, press push. Mm -hmm. Do it because there's somebody that needs to hear it. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. There's yes, somebody that needs to hear it because look at ourselves. All of us didn't mm -hmm. always jump for the church. We did it. Mm -hmm. All of mm -hmm. us can attest so we can say, even if we grew up in church, we might have been in church, but not in church. We weren't the church. So mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. stop. Don't mm -hmm. stop, please. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. That's Amen. the Holy Spirit. But I, I really just pray, <clears throat> don't stop because there's so many people that need this. They need mm -hmm. this. Not just don't mm -hmm. girls pray. They need whatever you have. They need mm -hmm. your sound. They need your voice mm -hmm. because it's the people's hearts that sick. They want to be helped. They want to be free, but they don't want to <laughs> feel that they don't have a safe place mm -hmm. that they can come mm -hmm. and release that to ask questions. So we're going to move mm -hmm. on. I'm sorry, y'all. But it it just had it just had to be said. Mm -hmm. So the next question is, why is self healing not the best healing? Because a lot of us try to heal ourselves. Why is self healing not the best healing? Well, I, I had you know I'm just coming to what I had wrote down before we even talked. It's like people will keep trying to run to like the next source. Okay, let's say, you know. Um, I'll use my story as an example because I've had an eating disorder for like over 20 years, almost killed me. But I wanted to be free from the eating disorder. So I literally ran to every diet plan to every, I, but I didn't run to the source. Like if we run mm -hmm. to the source, like 
I, if I would have known this, but I think everything happens for a reason because now I use my experience. But if, if I would have, if someone could have helped me just get to, if you could just sit with God and ask him what he is showing you, what you need to do to be healed, then because he has the answers, you know, and I think sometimes we waste a lot of time going to like outside resources, you know, yeah. and, you know, Kamisha, I can't let this go because the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking about you and your Islam suit, but you know what, we're talking about identity crisis and like you were locked up, literally covered. And that is an identity crisis. And that is exactly what the enemy's goal is, is to take some root, some word, some lie, something that happened to you and literally keep your identity locked up. Like people who are in Islam, your face covered and everything. Yeah. And it's just, and, and, you know, um, when God can, you know, get to those heart issues, that's when our identity can be restored, you know? And I just, I feel led to share this. I mean, um, just kind of hearing somebody's story a week ago and he was a transgender, got a sex change for eight years. And it was because he never got the psychological help that he needed for sexual abuse. And now mm -hmm. he is out of that and trying to help people before they go get that sex change. But that is exactly, there is nothing wrong with you. And people need to know that. Since the day you were born, there was nothing wrong with you. It's it's what has happened to you. It's what your life experience it is that has distorted your enemy. And that's why we're in this mm -hmm. identity crisis. You know, when I was a teenager, I dressed like a boy. I mean, I had four <laughs> brothers. I experienced sexual abuse. I was angry. And I literally dressed like a boy, if, if you saw pictures of me. And... um. It's just, but I feel like so many people right now are walking around with that. And I just want to leave with this one last thing. And I, I really feel in this quarantine, when we all been sat down, that God is exposing a lot of patterns in people's lives, yeah. um, behaviors, whether it's sex addiction, pornography, binge eating, alcoholism, um, spending too much money, whatever that may be, I believe patterns are being ex exposed and God is saying no condemnation. These things are just being exposed and brought to the light so people can be set free. And so yeah. um, going back to your question, you got to show yourself self-compassion when the Lord is trying to heal you and showing you these things. But self-healing, it, it really doesn't work. It, mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't last. And I'll let the other girls piggyback on that one. Yeah. Well, why, you know, the question, why is self-healing not the best healing? You know, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of self-help books out there mm -hmm. to get yourself healed. Like, well, to, to, to help with your inner healing to, for self-care. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. If they truly worked, the shelves would be empty in every yeah. bookstore. Right. They don't work. Only... Mm -hmm. God, allowing God yeah. to step into your situation is how mm -hmm. your healing will take place. We can't heal ourselves. A best-selling right. author, author cannot heal us. Your pastor yeah. cannot heal you. It is only by the power of God that you receive any healing on mm -hmm. this earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I to, to piggyback off of Apostle, I agree 1,000 
percent um, with what she's saying, because if you think about different times in the word of God, if we could heal ourselves, there was no need for Jesus to be the healer. You know, the Bible speaks on several occasions that even the disciples when bringing, you know, the, the epileptic boy to the disciples. You know, it, it's, it's going to take the power and the authority of God to heal, but it's going to take our faith. And if we can really be honest with ourselves, if we could heal ourselves, would we even be bound? Would, would, would yep. we even be broken? Would, would, mm -hmm. would, would we even have gone through the things that we've gone through if we could heal ourselves? No, we can't yeah. heal ourselves. So because we cannot heal ourselves, it, it has to, it, we, we have to get to the place where we have to go to the one that is the healer. And I know, yes, right. you know, as, as us, we've all on here say that we operate in the gift of healing and deliverance and ministry and stuff like that. Even though, you know, we have the authority through the spirit of God to yeah, heal. We're, we're still not the healer. We're just yes, the right. vessel, vessel that is being used to speak the authority, yeah. but it's up to the person as God is yep. using us to speak and, and believe with them. They have to believe and they have to accept the authority that is being ushered over them to be healed. We are yeah. not healers. Mm -hmm. We're just the Amen. vessel yeah. that God uses. Amen. To Amen. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's so true because to be honest, if if we try to do self-healing, we don't think nothing is even wrong with us. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even really think that anything is wrong with us. So in our mind, we want to say, when are we healing? I'm perfect. You know, in right. our minds, that's how we think. So us, that's why the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Because exactly. if we were to think, you know, that we could do it, we will say, okay, I'm not this way. I'm not that way. Whatever people, everybody else is seeing, it's not true. And then literally you got to understand, you know, until you really train your spirit man to operate, you know, in, in, the, in the realm of the spirit, like to lead by the spirit. The Bible says we worship him in spirit and in truth. Our flesh right. is going to be leading. So if your flesh is going to be leading, your flesh naturally wants to sin and the spirit is what wants to do right. Your flesh is going to basically going to try to keep you bound. Yeah. That's what it's going to do. So if you try to do it on your own, you'll never be free. I know so many people, you know, that don't think anything is wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't care how well prophetically you can see, hear, know none of that. There are some people who really just don't think anything mm -hmm. is wrong with them. And that's really because mm -hmm. they're flesh led. They're not spirit led. So of course, mm -hmm. you're going to think that. And sometimes, mm -hmm. and let me take that back, because sometimes, you know, you could be like working on trying to be spirit lady. You still got some things, some residue that's still dwindling around. And so, you know, when your mind, you might not think, but the Lord may rebuke you. And that's why relationship is so good. Yeah. It's so good because the thing is, even in those areas that, because we're not perfect. I don't, everybody can't just say I'm a hundred percent spirit led. No, we condition ourselves like to try to strive to be spirit led, but nobody is spirit led 100% mm -hmm. like all day long, I'm spirit led. We have flesh moments, uh -huh, you know, it yeah. happens, you know, that's just who we are, you know, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, um, I didn't forgot my train of thought of what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we can't oh, heal Jesus. ourselves. That's no, right. Yes. Yeah. We definitely, yes, yes. Because I was Amen. saying even a person, thank you, Pastor Kadisha, that <laughs> um, even a person, you know, who's, who's trying to go forth with, with operating, you're trying to operate the spirit at the end of the day. You're still going to have those flesh moments. But I was saying, thank you, Jesus, the relationship part. 
why the relationship part is important because for instance say if you're married right i'll use this analogy and and this is why the bible says how can two walk together they don't agree and why we should be equally yoked because at the end of the day if your husband you know is is is, is truly saved and he's spirit led has a relationship with the father you're truly saved spirit led have a relationship with the father no y'all not perfect but you're whole he's whole when y'all come together the lord completes y'all but if he has a relationship and even though he may not be doing right and because you have a relationship and if he stays at the feet of the father and you staying at the feet of your husband and you go to the father about your husband the lord is going to rebuke him because of relationship because of relationship so you won't even have to say anything oh you're not the no go i'm gonna go right to my daddy he gonna get Amen. you right together you Amen. have a weapon go right to your father and he will get him together you know why because he has a relationship he hears from the lord and i don't mean like a prophetic hearing but he hears from the lord he has a relationship with the father and so that's why it's so important because even you, Pastor Kadisha, you said it earlier, you know, the Lord had to show you to you. And literally, that's what the Lord did to me before. I, and, and I have to say this. This is the Holy Ghost. This is why it's so important you let the Lord process you before you even walk into ministry or even walk into right. people's lives. Amen. Because one thing that the Lord is not going to do mm -hmm. is use you dirty. He's yes. not. He's not. Now you gonna use you dirty. The enemy is gonna try to use you to use you to use be to be dirty. Yes. But the Lord is not going to use you dirty. He's not because you won't be effective in the kingdom. You will Amen. not. You can't walk out before it's time. You have to let the Lord the Lord process you because it's full for a reason and i'll give you mm -hmm. bible to back that up because even when mm -hmm. the disciples was trying to cast out the demon out of you know the boy and they couldn't do it and they and when jesus came up and he did it with the blinking of an eye they said well how come we couldn't do it because it's about position posture yes. it wasn't mm -hmm. there yet and if you know anything about the disciples they didn't really operate in their true calling until no. jesus left Yes. When the comforter came, that's when they truly operated. Mm -hmm. But during their walk with Jesus, they were summoning up with sin and come over. We gotta say it. Peter denied them three times. Yes. Yeah. And he I'm, denied I'm them. And guess what? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because even when Peter denied him three times, even the Lord had to take him through that that transition and process as well. What did Jesus make him do? He made him acknowledge him three times. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Three yes. times. So he denied them three knew. times, and then he confessed them three times. You exactly. have to let the, the Lord can't use you dirty, and because Peter denied him, he had to accept him before God could mm -hmm. really use him. And mm -hmm. then when he accepted him, and he said it three times, that's when Jesus said, "Greater works shall you do." That that was a work for yes. somebody because so yes. many of us try to walk out and operate before it's our time. Even yeah. for myself, and I don't talk about myself all the time because it's not to brag or boast. But before the Lord could really even have me open up my mouth to do this podcast, He had to deliver me. The the two things that was literally left was abandonment and rejection. Mm -hmm. Because the mm -hmm. Lord was already He already had purged me. I was being purged like since the year before, and I'm and I'm not talking about the oh God just forgive me. No, the purging being on your yes. face. You know, on yes. your face, yeah. not just, oh, God, today. No, on your face, crying, mm -hmm. not everything, the purging. The Lord literally purging you, taking out mm -hmm. anything that's defiled. Yeah. And I'm going to say this because some people believe they have the Holy Ghost. No, baby, the Holy Ghost cannot reside in you. 
and yes. then you are clean. It does not reside in an unclean mm -hmm. vessel. So if you're mm -hmm. a, a leader, you operate in homosexuality, I have to tell you, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost is not residing mm -hmm. in you. No, if you may be performing miracles, signs, and wonders, it could be with, uh, familiar spirits, but it's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost does not reside in an unclean vessel. I have to mm -hmm. say it because mm -hmm. we see it and we just let it happen. These people mm -hmm. are laying hands in everything. Mm -hmm. This is and what's going on. Demons. And so, yes. And so, and, and mm -hmm. the thing is because we are so blinded mm -hmm. and it's the bondage, it's the bondage, the, the blindfolds. And I just pray, God, take the blindfolds off of your people so that they can truly see what is going on. And it's nothing to no attack or no leaders. We're not saying that at all. But at the end of the day, your life is more important than your leader. If you yeah. know that that's what's going Jesus. on and you're not operating of God, you know, you got to remove yourself. Listen, mm -hmm. until you get free, you mm -hmm. know, then I'll come back. But right now, I can't have you laying hands on me now. I'm going to intercede mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in the background. You know, I'm praying mm -hmm. for you. I love you because I still have to love you with the love of Christ. Yes, but I have to hate what's operating mm -hmm. on the inside of you. We right. have to stop patty caking with principalities. We Amen. do too exactly. often. Too many of us are too afraid to confront the enemy. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're weak. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah this is why we're weak we're too afraid we're too mm -hmm. afraid we, mm -hmm. the lord the if if nobody has learned nothing in this season or from this quarantine because this is a season that we're going through the lord is trying to bring us back to him first away Amen. from titles away from being dependent upon mm -hmm. people he wants mm -hmm. us to come back to depending mm -hmm. upon him that's what he's Amen. trying to do. There's a lot of other things he's trying to do, but mm -hmm. that's the first thing because that's our first obligation to serve him. Mm -hmm. Serve him. We didn't master how to serve our leaders. We didn't master mm -hmm. how to serve our jobs. We didn't master how to serve our husbands, but we are deficient when it comes to serving the Lord. We are deficient. We are deficient. Yeah. And the Lord is calling us back to that place of having yeah. that time with him. If you have not been doing it, I promise you, when this mm -hmm. is all over, you are going to be lost. You are yeah. not going to be prepared. Yeah. Yes. You are and not going to be prepared. Yeah. And you know what? We've been given this time to examine what's in our hearts. And with the topic that you're speaking on, it's like, you know, the Holy Spirit always reminds me with my children. And okay, when I married my husband eight years ago, I said, let me tell you something. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm not an animal person. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we have a dog, two cats, and eight chickens. Okay. And I'm even talking eight down chickens. to the animals. Okay. <laughs> yes. But the Holy Spirit started to tell me because I would ignore the dog. And he was like, You want to be in ministry? And you're not even going to talk to a dog that's sad or pet it? I mean, I had oh. to literally start going back to the dog and like, because it's everything. <laughs> because he always would tell me how you are in your home should match how you are out That's there. Right. And I, right. my husband would come home. I was like, I have a Holy Spirit conviction that I have to talk to the animals when you're at work. <laughs> but it's, it's even down. I mean, it may sound silly, but you know, you can't be screaming and cussing at your kids and then out preaching the word of God. You can't right. be sitting behind your computers mm -hmm. looking at pornography. And you know, and you know, I have to laugh when you say that pruning season, but I was getting a little bit tense when you're saying it because I've been sat down for years and people have no idea and what you have to go through, yeah. especially. And, and that's why I'm going to go back to the forget self forgiveness and the self compassion, because when you're showing 
when you're, you've been shown a pattern or something you've been wrestling with or a heart issue for a long time, you have to remember that there's no condemnation. Because yeah. let me tell you something, when the Lord started taking all that ugly out of me, and I even, and I said this the last time, but if you see this right here, it's the vine. Stay connected to the vine mm -hmm. and let him prune you. When he was pruning me, I was like, I'm getting a tatter right here because I'm never going to forget about this pruning process because yeah. it was hard. It was hard. And it says, I am the vine. Just stay connected to the vine because he's always going to show you what's next. And guess what? Yeah. We will continue to be pruned until he comes back. Yeah. So when the Lord is showing you habits or secrets that you may be keeping, there is no condemnation. That's when the enemy wants to keep you sedated and isolated and keep you locked up. And I keep going back to your Islam outfit, all liked up and hydrogenating. But when you can lay those things at his feet and say, man, I'm still struggling with this. I'm yeah. still struggling with this. I'm having these thoughts. I don't know why it goes back to, we got to come to the source. Cause yeah. let me tell you something. Yes, therapy's good. I sent therapy for a long time. Talking to a friend's good, but we got to go to the source. You know, when Jesus left, yeah. he's the healer. He's the comforter. He's the counselor. Mm -hmm. Why Holy Spirit? If we accept Jesus in our heart, we have the Holy Spirit. Show me why I'm still dealing with this. Okay. Yeah. Show me why. Because you know yeah. what? If you want complete healing and deliverance, let's not be like the Israelites wandering around and around mm -hmm. and around. I still have issues that I'm like, did it again? Did it again? And you know what? I don't like it because I want to go forth. I want to be free. It's like letting go of weights on your feet, you know? Mm -hmm. But you got to remember in the pruning process, you got to have self-forgiveness and self-compassion. And this is what I wrote. Yeah. Change will not take place without self-compassion, self-forgiveness. Because if you're hating those behaviors, you're hating yourself, and you're going to be trying to force yourself to self-healing and self-fix. Yeah. When we can receive the Father's love, forgive ourselves and realize on this earth, we're going to struggle with sin, right? But yeah. somebody I was counseling this week who's struggling in the area of pornography and sex, they really want to quit, right? And the person feels so dirty and they feel so bad. But what I told this person is it's your heart. Your heart is repent. You're repentant. You're begging. You're pleading for help, right? But it's somebody who is behind the pulpit or somebody not behind the pulpit and they're looking at it and they could care less and they walk away not feeling guilty. Do you see the difference there? The repentance mm -hmm. heart and then the no condemnation? Like, yeah. you know, we don't know why this quarantine's happening. We don't know why all this is happening. But I, we do know this. When you know who you are in Christ and you know your identity, that is when your life will break forth. That is when you can stop fear in man and you can walk into all that God's called you to be. And I'm not just talking ministry. I'm talking even in the yeah. workplace. Yeah. You know? Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's okay. surrender. It's surrender, period. God can't heal us from things that we want to hold on to. Yep. If we continue to hold on to our hurt, our bitterness, our old identities, our past, then God's not, he can't, he can't, he, he won't sit there and do this tug of war with us. Give it to me, child. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. he, we have to surrender it to yeah. him. And I'll then he takes it. over and the healing comes. But right. until we do that and we don't, and we, we, we have to surrender is key in all of this in living the full life that Jesus died to give you. You have to surrender your life and every hurt and every pain and every mm -hmm. illness 
that you need healed has to be surrendered to him. And then he, then that gentleman, that loving father will come in mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sweep mm -hmm. in like a rushing wind and mm -hmm. heal you. Yeah. 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 Cause, yeah. You, Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing um, the Holy spirit to, to say this because I think even some people don't understand, of course, that we're always being purged. It's always a process, but there's like two big purging processes that we go through. The first one is when we give God our yes for salvation, right? But then the second one is when we give God our second yes for the call. Yes. Because that's when God has to do a great work with, with really purging us because we just said it before he can really use us, we have to be purged. You know, and it's mm -hmm. and it's a process. You know, it's it's a process. You know, but the mm -hmm. thing is, like how you all just said, it's a choice. You know <clears> that <throat> we have to make. Do we want to be free? You know, bondage is comfortable. It's mm -hmm. it's so mm -hmm. comfortable. We got to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's so comfortable. You know, to to go back to the same person. You know that hurt you, or to to go back to the same places. You mm -hmm. know that you mm -hmm. got stuck in. And that's what it does. Yeah. And yes, and I remember when I had um left from out of the slam. I remember the Lord said to me, you have to be delivered from the spirit of, of Islam, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, okay, God. And literally that process, it was a day process. Mm -hmm. It was a day process. It, it mm -hmm. wasn't, no, just a church service of, of two, no, I, it was, we was literally there like for a day from the, I believe the morning into the evening. I, cause I had to go all the way back to my childhood, even with a lot of those things, but we, that's the one thing that we don't do. Hmm. When we go from one thing to the next, we don't ask the Lord to deliver us or to purge us from where we just came from. When we leave ministries and we go into different ministries or we leave relationships and go to different relationships. We just go and just, we just like keep carrying and carrying and carrying and carrying. I'm just talking about, I think this is for everybody because even people that operate in ministry, when something happens, you know, when the Lord may remove them, you know, when they lead to go into somewhere else, we don't ask to be free or we don't detach. And this really goes into our next question. Detach our, um, anything that may have attached themselves onto us. Mm -hmm. You know, even when we go into certain places, you know, I, I I made it a habit that when I leave, I'll just pray, God, anything that might have tried to attach itself onto me, you yeah. know, you know yeah. don't don't let it fester, don't let it sit, you know, because I didn't see it. I've I've been going, I went to uh, churches before, and I'm driving in my car, and I see the spirit trying to attach onto my car. I've seen it. You can see the shadows, like you, and they'll yeah. try to come home with you. And even with me working in the hospital, I got to constantly pray, you know, because yeah. literally that, that's what happens, especially in the type of the line of work that I do is it's, it's so many that I work with cancer patients is so many principalities that surround that's a sign that's a sign literally mm -hmm. to hospitals death and and everything else and so the next question is, why is it important to make declarations and denouncements daily? That was God, because it led right into that. Because um, I'll say, I'll say because this, I say this all the time. I tell my church this, I tell everybody this, my children, my family. Declarations become manifestations. 
When you begin mm -hmm. to declare a thing, it will manifest. The Bible specifically tells us that the power of life and death is in our what? It's Amen. in our tongue. So when we have, when God has given us power and the authority to speak, because I, I think somebody said power and authority is two different things. I think, Kamisha, you said that. Yeah, power yeah. and authority yeah. is two different things. So God has given us authority when the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter eight, where you, you, you know, God sent Jesus a little lower than the angels to have authority over all things. And he said nothing was left out. So when we have authority over all things, then we have power. And then the power that we have is the power that we use to speak to have the authority over all things, to see those things manifest. So and when we begin yeah. to speak things and, and make affirmations or declarations over our life, we begin to see those things manifest in our life. So it is it is yeah. so good to see. I'm, I'm actually in my prayer room right now. And in my prayer room, I have words everywhere, faith and worship live every day aiming for purpose. I have scriptures, I have war room. She she believed she could, so she did. When you begin to speak these things over your life and you begin to block out what the enemy would want you to hear and would want you to say, because I, tell, I, I say this all the time, when the Bible says that the enemy plays in your mind, the, the mind is his playground, number one. We understand that the playground is where the enemy goes. Well, if the enemy can get you to think a thing, because the word says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if the enemy can get you to right. think a thing, then that thing that you that that you actually think, you will begin to speak that thing because that thing has now resonated in your heart. So when we understand yeah. how the enemy works, we have to use our power and authority to speak so that the enemy cannot get in our mind. Because once we begin yeah. to speak, we begin to see, then we begin to believe, and it becomes the wow. thing that now surrounds ourselves with. So I think it is mm -hmm. very important that we begin to declare the word of God so that we can see the manifestation of God over our lives. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of what she said just a little bit. The power of death is in our tongue. And what yeah. we speak, the Bible says, we shall see what we yeah. speak. And so I, I want to give you just a few of my declarations that I speak over myself daily. Uh, Isaiah 11, 2, I will walk in the spirit of wisdom. I will walk in the spirit of understanding. Yes. I will walk in the spirit of counsel. I will walk in the spirit of might. I will walk in the spirit of knowledge. I will walk in the spirit of fear of the Lord. Romans 1, or Romans 1 17, I will live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I will walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. 2 Thessalonians 1, 3, my faith will grow exceedingly. Ephesians 6, mm -hmm. 16, I take the shield of faith. I quench every fire yes. and death the wicked. Mm -hmm. Those are just a few of the ones that I speak over mm -hmm. myself daily. Mm -hmm. Because what it does, when we, when we speak life over ourselves, when we speak scripture over ourselves daily, what it does mm -hmm. is it builds mm -hmm. our faith. When, yeah. And when we constantly build our faith, it makes it, it just this power of the Lord surrounds mm -hmm. us. So everything mm -hmm. that the enemy tries to throw at us, it is like hitting a shield. It's like hitting a yeah. brick wall. Every yeah. dart is going to fall down mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yep. So good.
So good. I love that. And I somebody can that. even take index cards and write them on index cards. So you have them. I, that's what I've been doing for years. Just affirmation, affirmation. So when you're, because the enemy's going to attack us, he's going to come at mm -hmm. us. And if you just have those cards and you can just pull them out and start going through them. Yeah. Exactly. And, so and, good. And, and it, yeah. And it, and it is so important. And I remember, um, cause this was something that I started doing, I think in the beginning of the year, I came across a sermon Paula White Kane did like seven years ago. This is the old Paula White Kane. Mm -hmm. Um, and the sermon, it was called, um, breaking soul ties. And what mm -hmm. she does with her church is before they start preaching, they do declarations. It's like yeah. 21 things that they say. And I felt the Holy Ghost when they were saying it. And I was just sitting here like, what mm -hmm. is this? Because mm -hmm. I never heard it. I never heard it. And literally at that time, when the Lord had took me to even hear that sermon, I was going on a three-day fast because I said I was just like needing, you know, some answers from the Lord. And I did the fast of Esther, no food or drink um, for three days. And so the Lord literally, he did. Kadisha, Pastor Kadisha, what he did to you, he showed me me to me within those three days. And, and I told you that was at the time that I had to get delivered from the spirit of abandonment and rejection, you know, and stuff like that. And I, I heard the declarations and I put it in my regimen. There are some things that we have to put, you know, in our regimen, like prayer. Mm -hmm. Prayer is one mm -hmm. of the things that we have to mm -hmm. put in our regimen. It can't be a sometime thing. I posted a post on it this week. Voice recognition. Does heaven know your voice? You know, and I said, yeah. hey, Siri, call Jesus. And, and they, the Siri said that Jesus said he never knew you. Because mm -hmm. does heaven know mm -hmm. your voice? Because yeah. some of us, we don't have a, a strong foundation when it comes yeah. to prayer life. And because we don't, this is why the enemy can target a a lot of us because he knows he knows mm -hmm. us he studies good, us he knows yeah. us and so because he knows that we don't have a strong mm -hmm. prayer life he knows how he can easily manipulate us how he can toy mm -hmm. with us what he can do with us he knows what he can and what he can't do and what he knows what he can do is because we don't do we don't do it we don't yeah. do it and so even the bible says um that we're not in the, in, uh, ignorant of the enemy's devices and so literally the lord is is uh, he's giving us scripture and he's given us the knowledge to be able to foresee what the enemy is going to do even though he mm -hmm. said the weapons will form but they would not prosper so it's mm -hmm. like okay he said they will form but they would not prosper but he's also allowing us not to be ignorant but that's if we don't want to be but a lot of us don't utilize it so we don't put that second thing in it bible we don't mm -hmm. put that the bible in our regimen we don't read like we should mm -hmm. and my thing is this is just to inform it's it's not to to, to make anybody mm -hmm. feel bad. So if you're in a place where, you know, maybe that's not what you're doing, then start. Even if it's okay, you mm -hmm. praying, you know, for, for five minutes or two minutes, you know, are you just coming to the Lord in whatever way that you do? You might not know how to pray. It's okay. Just mm -hmm. go. The Lord mm -hmm. acknowledges you, you being faithful. Just go. And even if it's mm -hmm. a thing of, you know, you're not reading as much because I remember even with myself, when I really came out of the slam and started reading the Bible, the enemy made it so hard for me. And in the slam, you had to be smart. You couldn't be stupid as a Muslim because it was all based off of knowledge. That foundation was knowledge. And so literally I was always a reader.
I was always a person that could quote, you know, verbatim because the slam was big on memorization. And so when I came to Christianity, it, it wasn't really hard for me to bring those things in. I always say, and I say it best. I remember I sat with a therapist that that is close friends um, or was close friends with Dr. Miles Monroe. He said it to me too. He said, Islam made you a better Christian. And it did. It was purpose that I went through it because I, when I came back to Christianity, this time I took it serious. Mm-hmm. You know, because I grew up in the church as a Christian, I grew up as a Baptist, mm-hmm. and and I never took it serious because I was all New Testament. Oh, the Lord gonna forgive me, I could do what I mm-hmm. wanted to do. And the Lord said, mm-hmm. Before you go too far left, let me take you somewhere that's gonna keep you. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. literally what Islam did for me. It kept me, you know, it kept me. And so we we had to get back to those those foundations of put and pray and building a regimen. Mm-hmm. This is something mm-hmm. I I don't know who, who needs to hear this, but it's for somebody. If you got to start writing a list down, okay, today I'm going to, mm-hmm. to, to pray for five minutes. Today I'm going to read my Bible for 10 minutes. Start doing that. Start yeah. doing that. Start mm-hmm. incorporating that, you know, mm-hmm. in a regimen. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll see, you'll become consistent. I said it. The enemy mm-hmm. made it so hard for me to read the Bible when I mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. you know, started um practicing Christianity again or came back I could not read it to save my life I would read for like probably two minutes and get so bored what is this what am I reading you know and so it was so hard for me and so but the more that I kept doing it the more I just kept coming I said God I I, I really can't get with this because I was brainwashed it wasn't that it was different because the Bible the old the, the Quran is really similar to the Old Testament it's the same stories the same prophets mm-hmm. is in it, but the enemy didn't want me to, to read. That's really what it was. He didn't want me to read. And you'll even see sometimes when, when you're transitioning, he'll send distractions because as soon as you want to be free, I'm going to tell you, all listen to me good. The enemy is going to come in like a flood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. Mm-hmm. He is. As soon as you decide and you say, okay, you know what? Because somebody's watching this and you all excited right now. You pumped up and you like, yeah, freedom, freedom, freedom. We're going to be free. I'm not going to do this no more. And then as soon as the first thing happens, you're going to be like, oh, wait, I didn't know that this is freedom. <laughs> say that I again. Didn't know. I didn't know that freedom yeah. looked like. The enemy is going to come and the Lord is also going to test you too. He's going to see, are you true to your word? Are you true? Everything is a testing process. Mm -hmm. Even I don't care if they say the Lord, the Lord, they prophesy to you the mass and prophet. Guess what? The Lord is going to test you on that. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on, let's see yeah. if you really want this. Yeah. Let's see yeah. if you're really true to this call, you know, because yeah. to get what I have to be this, it's going to cost you. It, yeah, it takes it takes self control. It takes yes. self control and self discipline. But people and I'm don't want to pay the price. And I'm glad that you say that there will be a battle. I mean, you know, just the other day, I'm getting up at like 6:45, sneaking to my office, and here comes like my son, and it's like, what do you, you know? Like I went downstairs, turned his alarm off, everything, because he'll try to set his alarm because he knows I'm going to be up. But you, you have to fight for that time. Because I mean, you have to literally be intentional about finding that time because it's not going to find you. No, you know, it's not, it's It's not. And and I think, I think that would, if I would say that would be, I would say the number one thing that's really affecting people today is they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know how to pray or, or just taking the time of reading the word of God. And I'm talking about people that are, you know, going to church. And like you said, this is no condemnation. This is just trying to help you to get a stronger foundation in your identity and who you are, you know, because if you have no sword to fight with, if you have no tools to fix the problem with, you're always going to keep having that same problem. 
Your identity is always going to be attacked. And not only that, when you come up with a financial situation or a situation with your children or a situation in your marriage, there's so many tools in the Bible. So many tools in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I got to be honest. Sorry, Pastor Kadisha. I'm going to say this one thing. People, it's it's better. It's so easy to say it, but people don't really experience that level until they have encounters. Because we can easily just say, just go read your word. Everything is going to be okay. Or just pray. What really builds your faith is those encounters that you have with the Father. That's how you really build up the level of trust to say, okay, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you. You know, even though you might not have the money to pay this bill this month or whatever, those encounters that you have with the Father and what you've seen him do, you know, and you know that he's not a a man that he shall lie. Those are the things that that build your faith. Those are the things that build your faith to make you believe, okay, I'm under attack right now, but I know that God has me because the Lord, he shows you. That's what he does. He'll he'll show you, especially if you're doing his work. He's going to make sure that you're covered. He's going yeah. to make sure of it. So even though you're going through the transition and it's a fight, you know, if you if you're truly doing this for the Father, He's going to make sure you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Victory was already won. It was your enemies yeah. were already defeated. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go through the process. As it is in heaven, so shall it be yeah. on earth. It's already mm-hmm. done in the heavens, and so now it's just happening in the natural, the manifestation. And so mm-hmm. you know. It's at the same time, yes, there's going to be days. It's not going to be always, oh, yes, God, hallelujah. No, it's going to be, Lord, are you serious? How is this happening? You know, X, Y, and Z. But I'll tell you something. As you go higher in God, because there's different levels of anointings. And they say when you get to the third level of anointing, you did like they said with the disciples, you have no cares. Mm-hmm. You have no cares. Like you're mm-hmm. not worried about tomorrow. You're not worried about Mm -hmm. that. That's how that's Mm -hmm. how you live. Like, so as you go higher in God, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and and you pressing in the presence of the Lord and and Mm -hmm. and he's pruning you and and you're doing what you need to do and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Not saying it's going to be easy. You'll start Mm -hmm. to to be able to see, Okay, Mm -hmm. All right. This is happening. We just going to let it go Mm -hmm. because I I trust Mm -hmm. the God that I serve. And I'll give you a real life example. I remember when the Lord had. Said to, it was prophesied to me. I had to to leave this house that I just bought, just got a house, quarter of a million dollars. Now I told y'all I was already in my Joe season, right? So now I'm thinking like now, oh here, there's victory, right? And I rested after the victory, like I shouldn't have done, you know. And now I've moved into this house and and everything <clears> like that. And then here comes the prophet, and he says to me, the Lord said that you need to give up this house and you need to give up this relationship. Now, he wasn't lying because we know that prophecy only confirms, you know, already what the Lord said or, or, or a situation you already know about. And the relationship wasn't no good for me. So it wasn't like he was just saying this and this was some hocus pocus. Now, one part of the prophecy I didn't really understand with the house thing just yet, but I understood the relationship. But I, I understood the house thing later. And so literally after that prophecy happened, I never said, you know, like anything to the person but the person that I was in a relationship with, they ended up like warring against me. Like it was a feral spirit, literally. And and, and at this time, because I'm saying this for the people that want to go through the process and all of a sudden now they're trying to figure out why is this happening? I was just like going to church and I was being locked out of my own house, mm-hmm. literally, because I was going to church. 
It was a spirit of harassment at its finest. And it was so many different things that had happened, that had happened, that the Lord had took me through to the point I had to get a restraining order because I was being harassed so much, you know, from, from the situation. And um, the Lord just was continuing to boost my faith. But even through the process, it's it was still a purging process it was still days that i was like okay god but i trusted the lord so much because by this time the lord had boosted my faith so much even to the point we went to court i didn't have a lawyer and they sent this lady in who was on assignment you know from the enemy and she tried to scare me she's like oh well you don't have a lawyer and i think he has a lawyer so you might want to wait you know and come back and i said no i trust god too much because it was confirmed i never even told anybody what was going on but it was confirmed Firm twice. Mm -hmm. I heard the Lord mm -hmm. speak through a sermon and through a prophecy that I, I didn't stand up for, but he said it's for three people and I knew it was for me. And the Lord had already confirmed that I was going to win. And I remember sitting in the courtroom and I'm sitting there and when the lawyer came in, he it was like the feral spirit just rose up. He felt like, okay, she's about to go down. She's about to go down. And I saw the garment of fire. I saw the Holy Ghost come and stand right next to me. And he said to me, I am the judges of judges. I am the judges of judges. And I won the case. I won the case with no lawyer. I had the best of lawyers, literally. And so the point of the matter is, then I decided and I said, okay, you know what, God? Because the Lord had pushed me out that house. I was trying to hold on to this house because I'm like, this is my dream house. I worked so hard, you know, da 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 X, Y, and the Lord said, uh-uh, you can't stay. You can't stay. You can't stay. And you know what I did? I held the Lord to a charge. Okay, daddy, you saying I had to leave? So this is what I need you to do. I need you to find me this house. I need to be out on this date. I need this amount of money. And literally, when I tell you there was a, a check, a supernatural check for $5,000 that I had sent to pay the mortgage for my old house, they ended up sending it back to me. Right. And then the person tried to get a hold of the check. And guess what? It didn't even come back to the house. It went to the bank, <laughs> to my bank, literally. Mm -hmm. And literally, mm -hmm. the Lord has allowed. And it was only because of what I gave up, because some things you get, you get some of them doors from obedience. You get some doors from obedience. I don't care who prophesies to you and say that you're this and this and that. You won't see those things unless you're obedient. Amen. You will not. You will not. And the Lord has allowed my words not to fall to the ground like Samuel in this season, literally, because I tell you, I got the house on the date that I wanted. I got the kind of house that I wanted, and it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was house hunting for so for some time, couldn't find nothing. Mm -hmm. And literally that week, the house came out of nowhere and it was exactly what I asked for. And I left on the date that I held the Lord to. So I, I'm just the mm -hmm. witness, even though it mm -hmm. seems tough, it seems hard. You know, when the enemy would try to make it seem like you can't get through, I'm trying to tell you the reward is so much greater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reward yeah. is so much greater from your father. Yeah. Go ahead. Paul, and Kamisha, I want yeah, because um, I've been wanting to read the scripture and you just kind of confirmed it. And so in Matthews 19, 1929, and everyone who left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or fields for my sake will, will receive a hundred times as much as they and will inherit eternal life. And sometimes when God is calling you out into your new identity and he's trying to heal you, he will call you to leave people, places and things, yeah. even those closest to you, because those things that you're attached to, those 
financial things and those behaviors that you're attached to, they're actually affecting your identity and your healing process and going forth. And so I had to cling to this scripture in Matthew 19, 29, give up houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, or mothers, or children, or property. You'll have a hundred times much here on earth. But it's so hard because it goes back to like that supernatural. And I keep thinking too of the scripture in, in James where it says, do not be tossed like to and fro, like a wave back and forth. He wants us so steady. He wants to, he wants us to get us to that place so much that we're even willing to say, this may be a million dollar home. I've given up houses, but you got something so much better, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. I don't know what happens to her camera. But it's okay, cause we're going to um end up ending here anyway. Yeah, this was 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 really really good. Um, it was so 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 good. Mm -hmm. And and mm -hmm. I pray that you know that people got some answers tonight. They got some healing mm -hmm. tonight. Um, some deliverance tonight from the Father, Amen. not from us, but just yeah. hearing our testimonies. Cause the Bible says we overcome by our testimonies. And so literally, you know, guys, just just. Just take it to the Father. Just take it to the Father. Whatever it is that, you know, you're dealing with, that you're going through, whatever you want to be free from. You know, we were not created to be bound. We have bounded ourselves, to be honest. And, and it goes back even from Adam and Eve. You know, we have bounded ourselves. You know, the Father did not create us to be bound, but he created us to be free. So I, I thank you guys again um for for speaking again on this panel this was really really good the identity mm -hmm. crisis is over volume two and we yeah. thank you guys all for mm -hmm. tuning into the dope girls pray podcast mm -hmm. um and we'll see you guys next time